You are listening to the Photo Bomb podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Welcome to the Photo Bomb podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry, and joining me as always is Gary Hughes. I'm so excited. I know you. I know you are excited. You're you're more excited than I am about this. Yes. But you want to go ahead and say why you're excited, but should we mention that we have a third person here? Or do or you want to do that? Yes, we have Alicia D'Amico. <laughs> Hello. Say her name. What's her name again? Uh, Alicia D'Amico. 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 Yes. D'Amico. Oh, dang it, I suck. Would you right? just change your last name? D'Amico. D'Amico. Back this week in the yes, studio. Back this it. week. She came back all the way from last week's show. She was, she managed to come back again this it's week. It's always nice when people, they, we have so much fun, they come back. They yes. make an extra trip to come, to back, come back and, and be on the show. It's I, I'm touched. So now let's take a moment mm. so you can talk about why you're so excited. Excited. That was why I was excited, because Alicia's here. That's not why you're excited. You're yeah. excited because it is show number... 50. Thank you. Thank, yeah, that is pretty exciting. That's why you... Am, am I wrong? That's not why you were excited? Or did you just forget in two seconds that I that's did, why you I were did. excited? Like you a, did, did Like you? a goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> this is our show number 50. It's fifth episode number five zero. I will be straight up honest and tell you I never thought we would make it to 50 shows. I am surprised we made it to five, honestly. I'm, so, no, I'm just... Seriously. I didn't think we'd make it to 50. Really? When you came to me and you said... We should do a podcast. And I said, no. And you said, yes. I did have to ask you yes, a bunch of many times. Many times. And I said, okay. And I thought, we'll do it. And we'll do like 10 or 15 episodes. And then we'll be like, oh, we don't really have anything left to talk about. And that'll be it. But little did we know that between you and I, when you put yes. our powers together, yes. we never run out of things That's to talk right. about. That's right. Our powers to bullshit are not equaled by anyone else. We're like, we're like Superman and Batman. I'm Batman, just so you know. Yeah, okay, you can be Batman. All right. Because I'm Superman's way better. Yeah, he's a big, a big dork. Batman's the cool one. Is he? He's dark. Why is he cool? He's much, he's much cooler. Like, I am Alicia. money. I'm a scientist. Cooler? Who's coolest? Batman, Superman? Mm. Come on, the guy in the, in the red, white, and blue underwear or the dark knight? <laughs> I'll take the man in no underwear. He's definitely, <laughs> definitely cooler. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. temperature-wise. Temperature-wise. Yeah. Although, do you think that Batman and Superman have like the moisture wicking material? Like it keeps it nice and fresh underneath the. Yeah, I think freshness is what you're worried about when the Dark Knight of Gotham. That's your biggest concern, Gary, is the freshness. Hey, everybody can get ball rash, Boo Ray. Oh my God, how did we go there so fast? <laughs> I think that was. I'm just bringing that full circle from like yeah, episode thank you. two. Thank you, ball rash. Anyway, right. do you have something you want to talk about today? As always, I have many things I would like to discuss, and one of the things I want to talk about is a story I saw on. Uh, oh, two. Oh, two things. Two stories. Now two that stories. I think about it, uh, so remind me to get back to the second one. Okay, let's talk about. Um, as usual, I do not have particulars because I don't. Rem- I just remember the genesis of this story. But let's just throw a dart at it. There was a guy who uh, had entered a photograph into a competition, which was a journalistic competition for journalistic photographers, and it was a picture of a gorilla. Oh, the gorilla selfie! Right? The, uh, no, 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 not the gorilla selfie. No? No, it was a picture of a gorilla. It was a baby gorilla sitting on top of a mama gorilla, and the baby gorilla is looking right at the camera, and it's a really great shot. Entered into a journalistic competition, and then he withdrew when it was revealed that in the original composition, the original picture, there was a, a, a piece of straw that was behind the baby gorilla in the shot. Not a huge problem in the shot, but it was a little something there, and he had cloned it out. Mm-hmm. He removed himself from competition when it came up, uh, and the competition, and he were very happy with with his explanation, which was, I, t- I took this a year ago, I didn't, you know. But here's my, okay, here's my thing, and I think that you will disagree with me on this. Oh, I can't wait. 
here's my thing. Okay, yeah, you're not supposed to be cloning stuff out. It's journalism. Right. The way that they knew that the straw had been cloned out was that another photographer came forward with basically the exact same picture, and it showed the straw. Why did he have the same picture? Because they were at the zoo together. Because they had been standing next to each other at the zoo. Wow. When they took the picture. And my point is, they're all been out of shape about the straw. I'm been out of shape over the picture of the monkey at the zoo being a journalistic photograph. You see this all the time, though, in print competitions, WPPI, PPA, whatever it is. You see pictures of animals, and you're like... Hey, I know that guy. He's never been to Africa. That's a zoo. That's the zoo. (laughs) And I think that there's something to... I I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm alone on this, but... Yeah, those get entered in the fish in a barrel category. Yeah, something. I mean, because... Captive animal... Sedated captive animal photography. And I'm bound bound to tick somebody off with this. I'm sorry, but it it cannot be that hard to put your camera on a tripod, eat a corn dog, and take 6,000 shots of a monkey in a cage. It can't be that hard to get a good one. Absolutely. I think, right? I, I, I agree with you. Is it any, well, in a photojournalism category, is it any different than photographing a landscape? The house ain't going anywhere. That's true, but, you know, is, that, like but the, is that even in photojournalism? That's no, what I was wondering. I'm saying, but like, photojournalism, I would think, would have, wouldn't it have to be a person entered in it? A, enter, entered in a photojournalistic competition, I think the only uh, thing is it cannot be staged. Okay. And it uh, has to be a single image capture, like no compositing. Right. No I mean, cloning. maybe if there was like a tornado whirling around or something, then that could be photojournalistic. Right? Okay, yeah. That could, yeah, yeah, I guess maybe. so. Yes, photos of tornadoes whirling around. Yes, <laughs> you're waiting for me to say something. You're waiting for me to say something that's going to get me in trouble, aren't you? No, keep going, buddy. If only there was you're a, doing it all a person in the tornado. Uh, anyway, um, but my point is that I, I just, oh, I, 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 to me, the piece of straw being cloned out is, is the is smaller not, issue. Is, yeah. Yeah, it's not the huge problem with this picture. If you're going to take a picture, allow a picture that was taken of a monkey in a zoo to be entered into a competition, then cloning the straw out is not that big a deal. Technically, it's not a posed shot. So, you know, no, technically, I, I, technically uh, you know what? it's not. It, but. it is allowable, but I think that by and large, people who judge these types of competitions should just maybe score the images, whatever. But I think you should just in your mind, you go, yeah, I'm not making that first place of anything. Well, here's my thing. But degree of difficulty isn't necessarily part of the equation for but judging. But couldn't that. the guy have just said he was standing at a slightly different perspective, thus not seeing the straw? I don't know. But if you saw the two, they are, I, I mean, literally, you'd think those lenses were taped together. Oh, wow. The two pictures are so close to being exactly on the same plane. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, so they were, their cameras were right next to each other. Moral of the story for me is um, if you enter a photojournalistic competition, don't fucking cheat. <laughs> well, yeah. Because <laughs> somebody's going to call you out. Well, I was yeah. talking to somebody the other day about that and about entering a competition and how um, I have a picture that I'm, I, may, I may put in. I have a picture that I took at, at a, a bowl game, a football game. And, oh, I've uh, seen the one. The, yeah, the it, Outback it merited it merited uh, it merited in state, and I may put it in national. And um, people, oh, that's a great picture, and you should put that in. And I'm like, yeah, it might merit. And they're like, yeah, but that's a, that's a really great picture, and and I have a hard time being proud of it because I'm like, well, yeah, I you know he happened to catch the ball and run right at where I was standing, so I've got this picture as well as ten other people who were standing at the spot I was standing at in the end zone. And they're like, yeah, but you did a good job. I'm like. I don't think there's anybody who owns my camera and lens who couldn't have gotten the exact same picture. I don't. It. it I, I don't see it as a picture that my skill got that shot in any way. It was I think just that there are plenty of 
Not to say that every sports illustrator, a sports photographer is just lucky. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying for me, a guy who is not a sports photographer, the fact that I got that good shot was really just a question of spray and pray, and I happened to get one. Like that's the difference. That's the difference. I got one in the entire game. Guy standing next to me who does it for Sports Illustrated probably got a hundred in that game. Right. You know, that's a guy and who goes, paid fifty bucks yeah. to do it. Yeah. But that's yeah. a guy who's got skill. Sure. You know? Yeah. You know, I mean, he got a hundred in the game because he knows exactly where to stand for every single play and what's going to happen and who he should be watching. He's got to break down the players and who's more likely to get the ball in this situation so I can be set up for him. Me, I'm a guy who got a free pass to the sidelines at the Outback Bowl and a guy caught a ball right in front of me. I had the opportunity a few years ago to see Tara Lloyd speak, who is uh, one of the official game photographers for the San Francisco 49ers. And he's like actually their guy. He's not a freelance guy. He's the 49ers guy. And he did this great presentation on how uh, sports photography, being good at sports photography, isn't just you know luck. He's like, this is how I know how games move this way, and this is how I position right. myself to make sure that I'm going to get this shot, and this is why I choose to step the field, and blah, blah, blah. And there was a lot, there was a whole science to sure. how he does it. Yeah. I'm not in any way belittling the sports photographer. What I'm doing is explaining why when someone says to me, wow, man, that's a great picture, I don't blow up with pride because to me it's like yeah but i'm not a sports photographer i got lucky with that but and, if you were one of those guys some, that really does it a lot and knew what then i would doing, then you'd be like yeah i put a lot into that but but that it kind of bleeds over into the other thing which is i don't think that if, if i was a guy who spent all day taking pictures of monkeys in a cage i don't think that i would blow up with pride either and it all comes back full circle that's monkeys what i'm trying to explain that's what i'm trying to say that that's why that's why i'm trying to say that you know it's like it's like me in that picture i'm like yeah okay you know, I, I wouldn't, I, you know, I, you know, those people who spend, who take 2000 pictures of, of one thing and then they're so proud of it. And I'm like, well, listen, you took 2000 pictures of it. One was bound to be good. Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing about it that the people at this table, the large majority of what we do for a living is especially like Alicia, a lot of thought and time go into a lot of your shoots where you spend a lot of time prepping and costume and idea and concept and location scouting and stuff like that. And that's what we do. That's what you do. It's like you have to put thought into the light, into the pose, into where this goes. And so it's outside of your wheelhouse. And so when something's outside of your wheelhouse, like people will say stuff about my work sometimes and they'll look at it and go like, well, that's just a headshot. I'll be like, well... Let me tell you all the stuff that I had to know to that's make right. that person look good. That's right. And, you're, and that's why you're proud of that work, because you know that there's a certain level of expertise right, you got to put into t- to doing it. Uh, and, and, and speaking for the Associated Federation of Professional Monkeys and Cage Photographers, I have to say that you, <laughs> sir, are out of order. I'm out of order. I said good day, sir. You're out of order. <laughs> yeah, and I know I'm going to get in trouble. I'm not saying, you know, I, I am certainly not saying that I could take the place of one of these guys and get and get the same shots that they get. You know what? You need to go do some zoo pictures. Yeah. No, I'm not going to go do some zoo pictures <laughs> because, first of all, the, the smell around the monkey cage is, is never fun. That, that alone might be reason enough to respect these guys. You got to stand outside the gorilla cage all day long. That is an olfactory nightmare. And now you just get nose blind to it after a while, I'm sure. You think so? Oh, nose, yeah. blind. nose blind? Nose blind. That's a thing. Uh, that's how bad it is. You know really? how like your house your smells house really bad, but uh, once I've been here for like an hour, yeah, I don't, notice, don't notice it anymore? It, yeah, yeah. yeah that's like, you leave your house, you come back a couple days later. Seriously, what like, the hell is that oh smell my God. in your house, Boo Ray? Yeah, she's like, is this is what my house smells like to strangers? Oh my God. It smells <laughs> like somebody spilled a two liter of Coke all over the floor like a year ago. That's possible. Yeah. <laughs> smells like anxiety and desperation. <laughs> <laughs> so no. what else you got? Uh, that's my office. It smells that way. Actually. Hey, I got something. You know I what got... pisses me off? I was teaching in at a, at a convention not too long ago, and there were some photographers whose names I will not mention, 
and they um, a lot of times these conventions the 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 group is responsible for uh, finding models, bringing them in, and they hire professional models. It's not like they're necessarily just using like somebody's kids, but you get the photographers that are doing the photo walks and stuff, and to the 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 women. The female models, especially, right. a lot of these male photographers, they're sweetieing and babying and honeying these models like crazy, and it makes my skin crawl a little bit. Like as someone who works with people every day, I shoot in my studio almost every single day. I have multiple shoots, and it is like a point of pride for me to remember people's names and use their names, and to make sure that they know my name. Right, and I think it's disrespectful to honey, baby, sweetie people. And these are not like these are not your kid. They're professional models that are there getting paid to do a job. And you're freaking calling him sweetie and honey and baby, and it drives me nuts. This is the same guy who, when you first came in today, said that he was happy because we, we like to have more chicks on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that it's totally okay as long as it's within reason. And I think it all comes with like the attitude as well. So baby, honey, I don't know. but Baby, go- honey, but, no. But like gorgeous, beautiful, I think that's okay. I think that's perfectly listen, acceptable. Listen, w- w- women love to hear that. I mean, I'm a woman. I'm actually a gay woman, and a lot of my clients know that I'm gay. And I'm still like, hey, gorgeous, just move your chin just a little bit that way beautiful just a little to the left and they're like gotta get from both sexes and and all of a sudden you get like this different emotion that comes and it evokes out of their eyes that just saying their name doesn't really give but even though i don't think that sexual preference plays in as much is because i think that just women can say that stuff and it not be offensive to other women like if i was calling a if you if i was in a photo shoot and the the photographer kept calling me like sport and buddy and champ i'd be like would you stop fucking calling me champ my name is gary you can use it or you can call me mr go fuck yourself because (laughs) stop calling me champ you know i would find if i was if there's a female photographer and it to me all it is in my head is like they i just met them and they well it's not just women though gary so i took a master class with your back in 2008 Oh, your Vaunt Zenazazian. Okay, so you're going to say that it's King because, of Australia. You're going to say it's because he has a sexy accent and he can get away with it. But. He is not sexy. It's barely intelligible, <laughs> though. He is one of the greats. He is one As, of the greats. An aside about your Vaunt, if you don't know the guy, just Google your Vaunt. But this guy is like. All the stuff that wedding photographers do that become trendy, pretty much all of it he invents, and then like two years later, everybody Everyone else is doing it. That's your Vaughn. He's just, he's an older guy now. He's got to be 60, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. And he's amazing. He's like one of the all-time master wedding photographers. But when you look at images of his brides, they all look very engaged. They look voluptuous. They look sexy. And your Vaughn, when he talks to them, he's always like gorgeous, beautiful. It's the accent. And See, I told you you were going to blame but him he's on like, that. But he's also like, it depends on when you've seen him, because I didn't see your Vaughn 30 years ago when he was like a young man you know but like and it's like my dad okay my dad's got an english accent my whole family's from england we covered that on previous shows and he's got that like like english and he, when he can talk to women he can say things that if i said it or Ray said it you'd get a smack in the face Ray, didn't i say he was gonna blame it on the accent yeah you did but i'm not wrong (laughs) if you got a guy who's like a sweet old man with like a where's he from yugoslavia or austria or so he's not australian although he lives in australia i'm not really sure he's He's from from some but he's got this you know he's got a very like um it's not germany it's not germany (laughs) darling nine nine nine, nine, just bring the flowers the flowers are too nine nine with the feet arch your back you're slouching you're slouching. No, I forget where he's from, but he's got a very likable presence. And he's, he's in, you know, for someone getting married, people getting married are typically like around 30 or under 30, certainly under 35, probably 75% of weddings are people under 35. But like, 
if it's an older guy with a cute accent, you're like, oh, he's like my grandpa or like my dad or something. Like, if it was a guy my age and I was going like, okay, baby, right, right, gorgeous, go ahead and lift your head. And she'd be like, (laughs) they do it, but they'd be like, you know, like Jerry Gionis could say anything he fucking wants Mm -hmm. because he's like, he's just, he gets away with it. If you took away his Australian accent, he would not be quite as charming. I'm telling you. I'll tell him to his face. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in right now and say I absolutely do everything you hate. You, I cannot remember names at all. Uh, I'm awful, drives me crazy. Awful, I suck at it. Too. Awful with names, and I shoot so many weddings, and I don't meet the bride and the groom until I'm on the beach with them shooting them. That <clears throat> I write their names down, I put them on my phone, I make up stupid mnemonics or silly games in my head to try and remember their names. But once I get into the shoot with them, I am focused on so many other things than remembering their name that I will still forget their name, and I sweetheart the bride all the time. Right. However, I am older. But it's also, you are in your 50s, and it is a Let's bride. Let's not act like I'm in 58, for the love okay, of God. It is, 51. It, is, it is a bride, and it's like not you're not working there as a teacher, and you're not working with a paid professional who's there to work with you. You're not giving them any respect. It just drives, doesn't drive anybody else nuts. I'm insane. I'm insane. <laughs> I'm insane. No, I'm, I'm, no, no, no. I, I, I quite agree that you're not going to be the only one who it drives nuts. But I'm just telling you, I do it too. I'm sure and, that, and I and, and and but I'm very aware of it. I'm right. very aware of it, and and I, to the point to where I many times will explain to my bride and groom, like I'll be, I'll, I'll go, you know, I like if I get their names right, I'll be like, okay, um, uh, Patty and Mike, I got that right, and they'll laugh, and I'll go, and I'll go, I'm the worst person in the world with names, and then once I start working, I'm I'm thinking so much about the other stuff that the names are the last thing I'm thinking about, and they always go, oh, it's perfectly okay. You think about the stuff you need to be thinking about. So I do apologize for it because I am aware of it, and I don't want them to feel. You know, the way that you obviously feel. I would suggest that in every case in photography that you Google or get a book on, like, mnemonic devices to help you remember names. What you do is you make a a really – no, it's true. What you do is you take the two names and you make in your head something visual with those people's names that is so silly and crazy. I read a book – Like a donkey on roller skates. Well, if the – well, for example, if somebody said, uh, who who are my – you know, who – I say, who am I bride and groom today? Oh, well, it's – it's uh, Donald and Sarah. I'm like, okay, Donald, first thing. Donald Logue, he's the guy that's on Gotham with the big beard and everything. Okay, I see Donald Logue dressed as he is on Gotham. And Sarah, Sarah Lee, cakes. I see Donald Logue and a big, marrying a cake standing in front of this altar, this very altar. altar. I look at the altar and I see it. I visualize this stupid, silly Donald Logue from Gotham marrying a piece of cake. And now I remember Donald and Sarah the rest of the day. That's funny. I kind of thought about Donald Trump and Sarah Palin. There you go. Both people that should not be running our country. But whatever works. But that wedding would be fucking huge. Yes, awesome. <laughs> huge. But my point is, you have to come. You have to make up something really, really, really silly. Like I did it with the first ten presidents of the United States when I was uh, eight years old, and I still remember them to this day in order. Because <laughs> when you were eight years old, class. there were only ten presidents. <laughs> Go ahead. The first ten presidents. <laughs> But it was a book called The Memory Book. My father bought it and read it, and then I used it all through college, and it does work. But even then, if I'm deep into, okay, I need to do this, or I need to do this, remembering your name is the last thing on my mind. And I did a corporate shoot this week that, um, or sorry, last week, in the last week, where I had to go, and it was a half-day, four-hour shoot, and there were uh, 16 people who I was photographing. And at the end, I had to do, after photographing them individually, I had to do a group shot of the whole group. And I had to pose them all and put them in different positions. And you knew all their names, didn't Every you? single one. See, do you want a cookie that's now? Great. That's great. All I'm saying is that they all left there like, 
Oh yeah. yeah. Well, like, the guy the guy who wrote the book it's called the Memory Book. I'm going to say it for the third time. He used to go on Carson all the time, and what he would do is he would stand outside as the as the audience was coming in, 300 people, and he would shake everybody's hand and say, "Hi, I'm Jerry Lewis. What's your name, Jerry Lucas? What's your name?" And they would tell him. And then when he came on Carson, the entire audience would stand up and he would name every single person no in the way. audience. No kidding. He, he did it multiple times. Wow. Yeah, he was great. He would get to, he would get the day's newspaper, like the L.A. Times, hand it to Johnny Carson, say, "Pick any page." Johnny would pick a page and he would tell him what was on it. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Maybe I just don't. But look, want I mean, I've names. got a card here with your name written on it. That's because I won't remember your name. Well, in the middle of the podcast, I I'll still have to look have down. To it's Alicia. It correctly, so yeah. it's not that big of a deal. So I'm just saying, I, I I agree that there are people who are offended, but I wish that a lot of people would just understand that some people just have a hard time with names. Then you can come it's up with tough, something Gary. else besides like sweetie or baby. It's tough. I'm well, not have- your fucking buddy, guys. <laughs> Stop calling me buddy. <laughs> I say sport a lot. Sport champ. Oh, but chief, those words, chief, chief. But those words don't have chief. any connotation to them that makes somebody feel special. Right. Right. But beautiful does. Why does Why does I, baby or sweetie make you feel special? It's well, like. I even hate it when diner waitresses call me sweetie. Like, yeah, you yeah, you want another cup of coffee, sweetie? I'm like, it's a southern thing. I get it, but it drives me nuts. But I also think that I also think that some are better than others. Like, I say sweetheart a lot. Like my waitress today, I was like, I was like, thank you, sweetheart. And, and I don't think that's the same. Thank you, babe. Babe is it's a, it's a, there's a lot. Babe's what, aggressive. What's the worst one for a woman? Not I think, a, babe, not, a, I think not a swear word, but as a woman, what's the like? What's the one that she would hate the most? If like somebody was calling you baby, sweetie, doll face, honey, sweet cheese. Well, oh, come doll on, doll face. Face. Oh. doll face. We said that in unison. <laughs> what, are we, what are we in, guys and dolls, 1940? <laughs> doll face. Hey, doll face. Hey, doll. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think it's got to be babe. You think babe? I don't know. I mean, we're asking you. You're a woman. Can you think of something worse than something going, hey, babe, can you, uh, can you get this for me? You know, you're a waitress or a bartender. Like the only, babe, the can only, you get this? The only person I have that rapport with is my wife. Yeah, yeah, I only call my wife babe. Yeah. Yeah. But sweetheart, yeah, I'll say, oh, thanks, sweetheart. Yeah, I, I, say I don't think that that's bad. Lot. Sweetie, sweetie. Yeah, yeah, I think sweetie's another one. I, I, think, I just. Mm. You're not alone. I'm I mean, alone. in this room, you're alone. But I think there are plenty of people listening to you right now going, if you I'm agree with, Gary. with me, post on our Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, there are many people who And agree make sure with to call Boo Ray Chief. No, I'm sure that they really agree with you. Yeah, there are people who agree with you. Yeah. There's no doubt they agree with you. I think that in this case, for me, it's to err on the side of being respectful. Like, no one is going to be offended by you using their name. No, and in you're fact, absolutely most right. most people will be delighted if you remember their name. You're absolutely right. If I could do it, I would love to be that guy. To do what you did, you just described, I would love to be able to do I that. I wonder if I could remember all their names right now. And I try to do it. I think I can remember to do it. all 60 names can't. right now? Do it. I don't think I want to listen to it. Okay. <laughs> I won't say that. How many were there? 16. 16? <laughs> mm-hmm. Go ahead. 16 not many. Okay, uh, there was Blue Tom and Brown Tom. One wore a blue suit, one wore a brown suit. There was Brad, who was the CEO. There we don't need to be descriptions. Just Buzz, rattle on. who was the, He's showing off. the founder. And uh, there was uh, the tall guy, Ed. With the, he had a large head. And then there was uh, Trevor and Brendan. And it was all men and one woman. I said Kaylee, right? The woman. I'm just going through this. I don't See, think th- so, yeah. This right here, just to this point, you've impressed the crap out of me. Because I would not have been able I to I could do have it. just been making up names. That's what I, mean, I was about to say. I'm not that would. impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, he could just be pulling me. I shot a family there. of 15 yesterday. I know the mother who hired me, his name was Donna. I cannot name anyone else who was there. No, wait, there was a boy, and his name started with an M. No, <laughs> that's all I got. No, it, was like, it wasn't Malcolm. It was something more. Mikey. See, that's it. I, I, and and I just shot that family slim. yesterday. Yeah, so it's not. It's, if, if you are subjected to this, just trust that it is not personal. It's a problem that the person has with the names. If it's, hey, babe, can you get me some more water? Yeah, that's, that's, that's an rude. a-hole. Yeah. But, if it's, uh, okay, but if you're a photographer teaching at a workshop 
And let's say you're a photographer who has like an embroidered eagle on the back of your plaid shirt and like bedazzled back pockets (laughs) on your jeans and really pointy alligator leather shoes. And you're like, all right, all right, babe, just do this. Okay. All right, sweetheart. All right, hon. I'm like, she's a, she's here working. She's a professional. Stop babing, sweeting, and honeying her. You can, her name is Sarah or Tammy or whatever the hell her name is. Use her name and use, and be respectful. There's, I mean, we're not like, you don't want to bring, especially women, we're going to bring them down, like, pat him on the head like she's there working call her by her effing name that's how i feel about drives me nuts if you're a photographer yes, and you, you teach call the damn model by their damn All name right. but i will also say that having done that that the model's name is the last thing on my mind i'm nervous enough to be standing in front of all these people teaching see names aren't the issue for me i'm just inappropriate Oh, I think, you know, you get away with that, though. It's easier if you are a woman, I think. It really so is. if I was posing you, Gary, and I was like, gorgeous, just bring your chin just a Don't little bit forward. Don't you fucking call me chief. No, I'm not going to call you chief, but if I called you gorgeous. Um, I would be uncomfortable. Would you really? I would. I would. Because, one, I would also be like, oh, okay, with guys especially, get your, you know, like, get you out of, like, it's already weird to deal with women. I'm, I, grew, I was a Dungeons and Dragons nerd. Like, you girls can't talk to me like that. I'll lose it. I'll oh turn goodness. red and I'll sweat. I'm sweating thinking about it. Look at me. That's because it's really hot in here. It is. Boo-ray, what the no, hell, I'm dude? I'm perfectly comfortable. I'm Jesus. always cold, Gary, for reasons that will not be discussed because I'm very personal. I don't the like cancer. to talk about it. I don't like to talk about the reason why I'm always cold. It's because of the cancer. It's because, of, it's because of the cancer that I had. Ah, the cancer. So many years ago. Uh, so anyway, I have something else to talk about. All right, go for it. Okay, so we, we're ranting, we're raving, but I want to talk about something uh, that is actually, I think, uh, an epidemic that is, this is good educational material I'm about to talk about. Oh, jeez. Uh, please turn off your car yeah. stereos, your iPhone. <laughs> this is going to be the hard knowledge part of the show. Oh, please. Seriously. Do you do hard knowledge? Yes, I do. You going to drop knowledge bombs? I'm going to drop the knowledge bomb. <laughs> and here it is. Let's talk about when you've got your picture in Photoshop. And you're going to resize it for the web or for a client to give yep. them as a digital file. You don't want them printing it, etc. Yep. And let's talk about how so many people don't understand because I, I hear this. I, I, this, this argument comes out a lot between the people who understand it and the people who don't. I know because I didn't for a while. Then someone explains to me. They think, well, you know, it's got to be at 72 DPI if you want it to be web only. 72 DPI if you want it to be web only. And they don't. And what people don't understand is that the DPI you save it at in Photoshop has no bearing, truly, on whether or not that picture can be printed at a certain size. All that matters is the pixel length on the side. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, but a uh, lot of people uh, don't get that. They, you say they say, oh, it's got to be 72 DPI, and they don't understand a picture that is 600 by 900 is 600 by 900, and I don't care what the DPI is, 600 by 900. Is the size of that picture? So it's then, got, what is the DPI for? The DPI, uh, the, the DPI is if someone comes to you and says, "We we print our pictures at 240 DPI. They need to be at least 240 DPI." If you're printing a picture, if you're sending them a print, an image, and that image is an eight by ten, set Photoshop to 240 DPI, and then look at the inches dimensions of the in- file you're yeah, saving. You're and if they're not at least eight by ten, you want an image that is eight by ten at 240 DPI. Boom, and because it's going to be a huge. The pixel file. dimensions they need. Well, right? yeah, because when particular... you when you convert it from 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 inches to pixels, it'll be like you know two thousand by sure. three thousand or something like that. But what people what people get confused with is that they think okay, six it needs to be at six hundred nine hundred and seventy two. No, it can be at six hundred nine hundred three hundred. 
It doesn't matter. If it's 600 by 900, it's 600 by 900 when you export it, no matter what that little button down there says, whether it says I 72. Will, or, I will tell what you. What that's really for is so that if you have to have it at a certain DPI, you can set that to that DPI and find out if your image is going to be big enough to print at that size. That's really what it's for. I will tell you though, at seventy two DPI, like your, I think my blog size images are a thousand pixels there you go. on the longest <clears throat> side. You can print a hell of a five by seven from a sure. thousand pixels. It's not yeah. bad. Sure you can. It is not bad. Sure you can. A six hundred by nine hundred file is like two and a half by three uh, at three hundred, which will blow up to yeah. If you want to push seven, it. pretty comfortable. Yeah, if you want to yeah. push it, you're going to be you're going to be about one hundred and fifty maybe DPI at uh, at a five by seven. But this, but people get attached to the whole. It needs to be seventy two. That's no, no, no. When I first just learned, resize was, your picture to six hundred by ninety six. When I yeah. first learned, which just is resize your. Display. All they're saying is that seventy six DPI. That that anything over that is lost to on online because the because the screen doesn't give you resolution any better. Than it just that. doesn't matter. But all that really matters is. What's the sides? How many how many dots per side? How many pixels per inch? Well, I hope somebody listening didn't already know that because I sure as hell did. Well, yeah, <laughs> listen, it's rare. You'd be surprised if people if the picture is six hundred crossed and you're printing it at three hundred uh, DPI, then that's two inches is as big as that print's going to be and still be at three hundred. Anything bigger than that, and you're going to start to lose quality. On a related note, do you want to hear something really interesting? I may have told you this once before, or maybe not. Um, when I save images to put them on Facebook, and I think every photographer can pretty much complain about how Facebook makes your images look like butt. Does that, not as bad as it used to be. Not Their so bad. compression algorithm That's the used hot to be, topic in all my workshops yeah. lately, right. too. Everybody's like, how They're, do you save yeah. your images? For okay. Their compression algorithm was terrible. Round table, round robin, how do you do it? Alicia, go. Why am I on the spot first? <laughs> well, you want me to go first? I'll, I'll talk all day. No, you go. Because we, we talk all day. You'd be glad we're giving you a chance to talk. That's Have true. Have you not been paying it attention? Is hard, it is hard to get How many times during this show do we go, you go ahead and talk? Yeah, never. 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 So okay, cool. You go ahead and talk. So if I'm saving for web and I will make, like, if I'm doing a horizontal photo, I'll do like 1,250 pixels on this the width. This is for Facebook specifically. For Facebook specifically. 1,250 pixels width. And then if I'm doing vertical, 900. Just because that's the size that I like, I like my images to appear big. Most and screens, too, if it's taller than 900, right, it's, it'll go off the top and the bottom of most right. monitors anyway, because most monitors are 1080 tall. Right. And right. I save them as a PNG, so that way they render better on Facebook. Bam. Here's that crazy thing that I wanted to get at. P, if you use the, in Photoshop, file, save for web, and you can choose multiple formats, JPEG, PNG. For some reason, for some crazy reason, and it makes no sense whatsoever, Absolutely. if you save your file as a PNG... It magically looks better It on looks Facebook. better on wow. Facebook. You can do a side-by-side. And I didn't here, know that. Here's the crazy messed up shit, is that when you upload it to Facebook, it converts it back to a JPEG. <laughs> but for some reason, if you upload a PNG, it looks better, and it works, right? 100%. Absolutely. 100%. It's crazy. Wow. It's absolutely insane. I do it... Um, uh, 72 DPI ding, at uh, 960 pixels on the longest side, whatever it is. 960 was, is, was the magic number for me. That's I would save it. everything at 960 save on the longest it, side. Use file, save for web in Photoshop. And I think in different versions, if you have a little older one, it, there's like a second drop down where you file save as, then save for web. And then in some versions, it's file and it's just right there in the main file drop down. But save it as a PNG 24. Can, um, make sure your color, palette, your, uh, color fo- profile is sRGB and... It's going to look way, way better. 
That's yeah. You know, I didn't know. I mean, the 960 thing I did, but I didn't know about the PNG thing. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, right? Like because as soon as you like, if you were to go onto Facebook to one of my images that I've uploaded recently today, go onto my business page and um, click on one of the images, enlarge it, and then download the image onto your desktop. It'll download it as a, it's a JPEG. It converts it right back to JPEG. Right. But it looks better when you upload a PNG. I have no huh. idea why. I don't know why huh. either. I just know it works. It's if magic. anybody out there knows why that <laughs> is, please, please go ahead and post on our Facebook page or write into the show. It's stupid. It, it makes is. no sense. But I guess like, if you think about how Facebook is a repository for everybody's useless freaking media. Right. Like every selfie and stupid picture of your ugly dog in a stupid sweater or whatever it is or whatever meme that you think is funny that's not Kermit the Frog sipping a Lipton tea. I don't know whatever the hell you're posting. There's billions of those. And Facebook has to host all that crap. So they have to have some kind of compression to make it or else... I can't even imagine what they pay, must pay and you know, what it must cost them to keep all that stuff. I have no idea. What gets me about Facebook is how, in this day and age, people still simply believe everything that they see on Facebook. Nobody bothers to check anything. The, the, in the last week, the big one was the, the, did you guys see the one that was going around a couple of weeks ago about Meryl Streep? It was a picture of Meryl Streep on the subway in New York. And there was a, this was a picture of Meryl Streep right after but she... it wasn't Meryl Streep. It was Meryl Streep. Was it? They said this was Meryl Streep right after she auditioned for a, a role in King Kong. And they said no because she wasn't attractive enough. And, 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 and it was, she had just auditioned. And then it was a quote from Meryl Streep about, about you know, that particular thing. And, now, and, you know, and it even said, and now I have 18 Oscars. And it just drives me crazy because I'm like, okay, let's just start at the beginning. First of all, she doesn't have 18 Oscars. She has 19 Oscar nominations. She has three Oscars. Then let's back up and just look into this. Let's just go and look on the web and see what we can find out about this. Oh, this picture was taken in 1984. King Kong came out in 1979. Meryl Streep never said that. She said this. And she doesn't have the nomination. The whole thing was fabricated, and yet everyone's quoting on it. I love her. She's just so awesome. She's so Yes, if only she had said that or that picture actually related in any way to the... No one cares. No, people. People just want to believe what they well, want. Well, you believe. post a lot of article, articles from the Onion, which I love. I oh, always yes. enjoy. Oh, that. I love the best one was like a, a scientist or paleontologist discover that dinosaurs probably were killed, killed by, by someone, someone they, they know. <laughs> you guys both have a lot of useless trivia. Yeah, but yeah, like science. That's discovered. the thing about it is, that, and and I see. I've seen you and other people post stuff from, and people believe it. Well known spoof uh, yes. news sites, and people get on there just like, oh, I just can't believe that. That's the worst yes. thing I've ever. Yes. You know, and it's good. Yes. That's um Snopes. That's, Snopes. Snopes. Snopes.com. Every time you see something on Facebook that's anything like that, just immediately go to Snopes.com and you will find out if it's true. And 90% of the time, it is they not true. It. Bill Gates has not sent out emails and he's going to give money to everybody who forwards it. That's never going to happen. <laughs> Wait, what? That's, yeah, that's uh... the only. That, that may be like the first one ever was the, was the famous, you know, they're testing a new email system. And if you forward this to 10 friends, basically forcing you to do a change. So what you're saying is that I didn't win the lottery no, in Nigeria? No, you did not. You did not win the Nigerian lottery. <laughs> I was really counting on that money for Christmas. I guess nobody's getting any presents this year. But I would actually love it if, if Facebook was moderated. If, if my Facebook feed was moderated who, by someone who would just go, yeah, that's stupid, stupid, stupid. He's not going to want to see that. That's stupid. What you need <laughs> is to get really rich so that you can have like a Facebook yeah, valet. Like a, that's exactly what you yeah, need. you need a Facebook valet. I would pay good money for a Facebook Dude, valet. Dude, how about that as a service? We could start that business. We'd make... No dollars. We'd make, <laughs> nobody would pay for that. Because I have like three people on Facebook that I get notifications every time they post something. 
you'll be you'll be pleased to know, Gary, that you're one of them. Oh, really? Yes. Aww. There are only like three people because you know you can tell Facebook. Interact. I, I want to know manually, every time. So you, you know, went and manually selected get you notifications. You can say I want to get Gary. notifications from this person. So I know if you post something. I know if my mother posts something. Yeah, that's funny because every time I've been, oh, do you see that thing I did on Facebook? Like, yeah, no. yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Well, listen, I pass by because when you're posting stuff that's work related, well, then I'm like, okay, work related stuff. I don't necessarily read that. But if it's a, you know, but if you're, trans, you're saying something funny or telling a story, I want to know. You know, I want to read that. I don't post all that much. I know you don't. That's why I don't pay much attention because most of the time when you post, it's work related. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of boring. Yeah. You know what I do when I'm not working? Watch Netflix. I, on the other <laughs> hand, never post anything. I post like one thing in 20 as work yeah. related. Oh, you post uh, wacky observations yes. about things. You're like, you're trying to be like the Seinfeld of Facebook. Oh, I don't think yeah, I'm trying you to are. be the Seinfeld who, of Facebook. Who are these people? Who, who are these are people? These people? <laughs> You don't drive on the driveway. You don't park on the parkway. <laughs> and hey. what about that airline food? <laughs> so yeah, you're the Seinfeld of Facebook. Well, I'm not a very good one, but yeah, I'm, yes, because that's it, it goes back. We talked before when I was a disc jockey that I was always everything around me. I was always what can I use on the show? What can I use on the show? And that doesn't stop for me. So if I'm at breakfast and the waiter does something stupid. I immediately pick up my phone and go, oh, the waiter just did this because it's in my outlet. Waka, waka, waka. Yeah, it's my Speaking outlet. Speaking of waka, 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 started the Muppets. Started yeah, what do you think? What do you think? It's so different, Muppets. Yeah. That's the, 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 how many shows in? Two episodes. Okay, okay yeah. Get, I, I, grow I, on I, I see what they're doing, and it's funny. They even make reference to how people are tired of these like mockumentary-style filmed sitcoms. Right. And they're like, yeah, who would watch that You know, in the show? And um, so that was kind of a meta moment. But uh, digging it so far, I like it. I always like it when Piggy and Kermit are broken up. Sure. He's got sure. that hot new pig girlfriend. Sure. Totally digging her. <laughs> sure. Have you seen the one where Miss Piggy gets asked to buy a present for him for his girlfriend? <laughs> Not that okay, far yet. That one right there was the one that tipped with the tipping point for me. There was a Piggy best is moment. fabulous. Piggy is fabulous in that episode. And, and, and to me, that's, that's a great episode. The best yeah. moment is in the pilot. For me so far was was I, I laughed. I said, if I stick with this, I'm gonna really like it. Because they got um Elizabeth Banks, famous actress from yeah, the Hunger Games, right. etc. She was supposed to be Miss Piggy's guest on the show. Right. And um she's got a problem with Elizabeth Banks and nobody knows what it is, but she tells Kermit, get rid of her, whatever. And so Tom Bergeron from Dancing with the Stars and America's Funny Fears is sitting in the office with Kermit <laughs> and he goes like, uh, okay, yeah, I'll do the show for you. And I can tell this story. He's like, fine, fine, fine. Okay, we'll see you tonight. So Tom Bergeron's leaving the office, and then he looks over at Gonzo, and he goes, you went over to the Dancing with the Star studio, and all you brought back was Tom Bergeron? And he's like, I'm still here. <laughs> and he goes, oh. And he goes, but I'll still do it. <laughs> That's right, but I'll still do it. <laughs> yeah. Here's my favorite thing. It took me about four episodes uh, before I even noticed it, which I, was, I felt bad for myself. The intro of the show. Have you do you, do you do you recognize what they're doing in the intro every week? Uh, I don't know. Okay, the intro of the show is a shot of the craft services table. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And we are so off topic on anything photography really. This, this is, is this, this is what we do. And it's clearly, I do not watch this because yes. I'm not participating. It's, it's, it's our shot. show. We could do what the hell we want. <laughs> the are. opening of the Muppets is a shot of the craft services table and like then a, like a speed up a speed up thing of everybody coming and getting their getting food and blah 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 until eventually it's just Kermit. Right. And Kermit says, "Well." Time to get started. And then the music changes and goes, dun, 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 Muppets. And the original Muppet show, the opening song was, it's time to get things started. I guess we'll get things started on the most. And, and so they're doing a whole play on the very first Muppet show by him saying, 
I guess it's time to get started. That's a reference to the original Muppet Show. And isn't then they throw in that little bitty hook of a teaser from the original song. Isn't that special? And it's for those of us who grew up watching the Muppet Show. We love that. But Aww. it hurt my feelings that it took me like three episodes before I noticed it. And then I paused it and explained it in great detail to my wife. I'm could, sure Bobby could care less. that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you love that? How you have you know you have such a great wife yeah. when you sit there and you just talk about something and halfway through you go, oh yeah. you don't give a shit about this. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm like, I mean, on the original show they sang "Let's Get Started" about twenty times, and he and Kermit and the last person to say it was Kermit. He said that, and then, and is there more vodka? <laughs> yeah, that's basically the way it goes. I do that same things like, oh, and honey, and then the new Star Wars, and then there's this guy, and then. <laughs> I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll go. Do you have a, Do you have anything that you are a little bit hooked on that you know people are like okay, reading, watching, reading, watching, like a sh- or it could be anything like you know I cocaine. Mean, I watched a whole documentary last night on Back to the Future, and the people who are huge Back to the Future fans. I mean, there are Back to the Future conventions. I didn't even know that. I mean, I know there's Star Trek and Star Wars, but there are Back to the Future conventions. I didn't know that even existed. It's it's the best. Solid, most solid trilogy of all time. Oh, absolutely! Three great movies. Absolutely, it's great. All of them. Good. But I mean, but I, that was a perfect example. I'm like, wow, really? Back to the Future? They're that hard into it? Yes, they are. Is there anything like that that you're that into? I'm not into any of the things that most people are into that way, and the things that I, I knew you're going to say that. <laughs> good. Good. No, but like, but, call my, it but my wife would love to hang out with you guys because she's a big Muffets fan and uh, Star Trek, Star Wars, all that. Maybe stuff. we should have her on married. the show. <laughs> I didn't even know you were married. Yeah, I didn't we know that. Yeah. Well, maybe oh, we should God. get your wife on the show instead of you. Maybe you should, although she won't be able to talk about photography. <laughs> oh wow! We <laughs> don't worry, we don't either. <laughs> if we had our wife on the show, then we'd have two chicks on the show, Gary. Oh Jesus, that was pre-show stuff. You can't say that on the show. My character on the show is very concerned about equality and women's rights. Okay? Oh, okay. But then people would be thinking about inappropriate things if they knew me and my wife are both here, so let's not go there. All right. Uh, <laughs> we, will protect, we will protect you for now. Yeah, we got it. But I was really um, obsessed with Dexter while Dexter was on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was Dexter. a time when I was like, I never even watched the last season. It's like I couldn't bear what? to do it. Yeah, I was pretty sure he died or went to jail or something or something bad happened. So you don't so, actually know the end? I have, don't. I don't. Please don't tell me. <laughs> I don't want to. It's as long. Dexter still lives on in my mind. Okay. You know, but uh, the spoiler alert: if you haven't watched season four of Dexter, which aired nine years ago, the episode at the end where he got back from killing the Trinity killer and Rita was dead in the tub. I was messed up for like two days. <laughs> like I thought about it and thought about it. I was like, I can't believe they did that shit just when you thought it was over. He goes back and she's dead. And anyway, so uh, since you've all turned tuned out now, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a good time to ask for reviews. Yes. If you haven't reviewed our podcast, we do need reviews. So please go to iTunes and give us a five star review. And I'm going to say it right there. Give us a five star review. We don't want the bad. Review. I don't want the, I don't want the honest review. I, I want, want the good review. I want them to write a review and give us five stars. Oh, mm. that's right. Have you done that yet, Alicia? I have not. <sighs> All right, and coming up, we've got lots of stuff coming up. Your book comes out when? Uh, should be available for pre-sale here pretty shortly in the next few weeks, and we'll have emails and Facebook posts and all that stuff's going to go. We'll be available on Amazon and in fine retailers all over the nation. If you are going to Imaging USA next month, I will be teaching a pre-con class on lighting fast. I'm going to teach a class on how to light, not light, light fast in a, in a, in a pressure situation. And this is a hands-on, yes. long-format class. Yes, this it's like an hour and a half. 
Just an hour and a half? I think so. It's like, because yeah, I have to give it three times during oh, the day. But it's like, yeah, that's what I have that problem yeah. with too. Uh, but it was, it's hands on. Like you're going to, everybody's going to get to yes. shoot and see yes. what's going on. And that's, that's, that's a pretty cool yeah, thing. Yeah, that's ho- hopefully we'll get as many people shooting as we can. I'm going to show you how to set up fast and shoot fast when you're under a crunch situation. Uh, coming up in February, we are going to be in South Carolina. Yes, in Charleston, South Carolina, doing the very first photo bomb live. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Gary will be talking about headshots. I will be talking about weddings, and we will be doing photo bomb live at the convention. You will get three programs from us, one each individually, where Bure is going to speak to a room with no one in it, and I will have a packed <laughs> classroom full of eager students, and then we will do a photo bomb live, the very first one ever. Here's the thing. I so am not going to pay attention to it, but I know in the back of your mind, you will look to see who gets the bigger audience. Of course, you will yeah, too. I will not. You thought it. I will not. Yeah, no, I think did. I know you will because I would have in the past, I would have, but now I'm over that. You had a bigger class than me at imaging. Well, and I had imaging in Nashville. You had imaging in Phoenix. That's different. I had imaging in Nashville too. No, when you. Yeah. Oh, you're, oh, you're imaging in Nashville. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Did I? Yeah, you did. I don't think so. Yeah, you did. I was in your room. Your room was full. Yeah, it was a smaller room. No, I, it, was, it was like the same. The rooms were all the same size. I'm just trying to say yours was bigger than mine. And mine is bigger than yours, but we're not talking about that. <laughs> and Alicia has some fun stuff coming up. You are speaking or doing a photo walk shooting underwater photography. Yes, at WPPI in March. I think it's the 9th at 8.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then a couple weeks after that, I'll be doing the same thing. It's called Beneath the Surface, and it's going to be at Shutterfest. Such a great title. Beneath you know, the Surface. Yeah, that's a great name. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing to do is come up with a name. Like when you're playing Dungeons and Dragons and you have to name your character and oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I have that problem all the time. <laughs> I just do different uh, anagrams. Coming up with name. the name, but coming yeah. up with the name is for your for your program is the Yarg the Wizard, yeah. an ogre wizard. <laughs> I, Level like seventeen a, like fire one shot joke, and you really are carrying it out too far now. You really because now it's obvious that you are a huge nerd. I was pretending to be a nerd. You're both huge oh, nerds. Uh, did I ever tell you about the uh, dungeon master joke? And you find out like. <laughs> <laughs> But that is a great name. When you're when you're around a bunch of guys who you suspect might be D and D nerds, be like, "Yeah, I play D and D. I've got a level fourteen dungeon master." And they'll go, "Dungeon masters don't have levels." You go, "Gotcha." gotcha. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry, I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Over my head yet again. And Shutterfest. (laughs) Oh yeah, so beneath the surface, also at Shutterfest, and I will be doing an underwater course there, and I'll also be doing a fine art conceptual maternity, and also a lecture based class. And also in May, 12th through the 17th, I will be teaching a in-person workshop retreat in Puerto Rico, which I'm super wow. excited Okay, about. that's enough. We don't really want to know Puerto what else Rico. you got going on. You got too much stuff. You that's got more it. stuff going on than we do. That's I don't want to know. That's all I have planned Where can right people now? find you, find out about where you're going to be and when and all that stuff? Sure. My social media, Facebook is facebook.com backslash pure emotions photography. And you can find my website and everything for that. Pure emotions photography. All right. Uh, you can catch us online at photobombpodcast.com. You can catch us anywhere. You can catch anybody. Yeah, we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and the whole nine yards. Gary is at HughesFioretti.com. Yes, indeed. I'm at BooRayPerry.com. You can find, wait a minute, what's your name again? Alicia. <laughs> you can find Alicia at PureEmotionsPhotography.com. All right. And that's it for this week. We'll see you next time. Ciao. Oh, God, why do you say that? <laughs> see you later. Yeah.